Hello and welcome to the Urban Fresh Podcast, where we interview believers from around the globe. I'm your host, Tanisha Knight, and I am so glad that you're joining us. Today, we're interviewing our friend and missionary to Costa Rica, Trisha Shakespeare. Okay, Trish, welcome to the Urban Fresh Podcast. We are so happy uh, to have you. Thank you. Okay. So happy to be here. Good, good. Well, um, for those of you who are listening to hearing and used to hearing my voice all the time tonight, we are today, we're joined by uh, Gregory Knight, um, the husband. Hi, Trish. Um, good seeing you again. Hi, you, know, you know, my, yeah, my you longtime <laughs> friend and just didn't know how much, you know, we had in common you know, and that our circles were, you know, um, familiar. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to really, you know, be, be here sitting with you and sitting with Tanisha. And then it's like this one big family that we didn't know that was happening. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's totally a God thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And just for context, Gregory and I both know Trish, but we did not know we knew her until we started dating, until we came to America. So Greg knew Trish because they went to the same church in Jamaica. I got to know Trish because we went to the same college, same seminary in Jamaica. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Trish, let's start by asking you this. Who are you? And uh, yeah, let's start with that. Who are you? Uh, Many things. All right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I uh, right now I am a full time missionary with um, Youth with a Mission. And um, I'm based in Heredia, Costa Rica. Yeah, I'm Jamaican, born and bred. And um, I'm a single mom. I have one son. He's 11, going on 21. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. What else? Yeah. Okay. So that, that that's who you are. So w- why, well, I, I guess a question people would ask, why Costa Rica? Well, you know, it, it's funny. I came here, I was volunteer in 20, between 2018 to 2019, I was volunteering with Wycliffe Bible Translators, Caribbean. And um, I was responsible for the youth arm. And um, so they had asked me to help at a church with a VBS here in um, Costa Rica in Limon, and that's known as the Caribbean side. Mm. So Limon is a, is a province that is closer to, um, in Costa Rica, it's closer to Panama. So I was asked to come and help a church to do a VBS. And when I came here, that was when I fell in love with um, Costa Rica. And so when it became time for me, after I finished training with Youth with a Mission in 2020, now, 2019, going into 2020, we had, um, you know, COVID. And then I remained in the States for two years. And then I came here after that. Yeah. Okay. So you said you were doing training with Wycliffe. And then you transitioned yeah. to, to YWAM. Is it that you were getting that feeling yes. that you were doing? You were supposed to be in um, Costa Rica? Is that why you trained with YWAM? And after leaving uh, Wycliffe? No. Mm. You know, funny enough, I I knew about I knew about um YWAM before before leaving Wycliffe. So uh, for me, YWAM was more YWAM was more of a missions um oriented. When I was in Wycliffe, I was more doing office work. Mm. And so and then Wycliffe they deal with Bible translation and 
that was not for me. Okay. <laughs> so, Got it. You know, so, um, yeah. So, so Trish, um, you know, I was pretty young and, you know, back in the days, but far as I could remember, you were always mm-hmm. called to mission. Like, mission was always on your mind. Um, even, always. Even, yeah. uh, you know, as, as a young person, I, you know, it, it was like, I, I think I could remember. It was at some point, it seems like there was like this, um, you know, struggle to figure out where exactly the mission is going to take you. Um, and, yeah. and I remember in church at times you, you know, this would be part of your testimony. And so mm-hmm. how, how is it different now? Like, like looking back, like, you know, did you feel like you did the right move? If you had it to do again, would you have done something different? Uh, you know, if, if, if I had to do it differently, I would have started earlier in terms of full-time ministry because I I went to I went to JTS yes and then Jamaica Theological Seminary it's a Bible school in 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 Jamaica if I had if I had my way I would have or if I could do it over I have no regrets but if I could do it early earlier in life I would have because I think what happened is that after leaving um the seminary I didn't go into missions. Um, well, yes, I started with CEF. I would have continued with CEF instead of leaving Child Evangelism Fellowship and going into the school system as a guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. I would. I don't think I would have done that part. But at the same time, um, it it. I just saw a God God's hand in everything mm-hmm. because I needed to pay back student loan, and so I couldn't do it. Um, you know, using the the whole missions thing because mm-hmm. you only get a stipend when we were with um Child Evangelism Fellowship, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so for me, um, every situation or everything or every step that I've made in life took me to where I am at now. So I don't necessarily say I would do anything differently. Maybe I would have started earlier. Mm. Yeah. Let's go back a little bit because you mentioned uh, quite a few things. You mentioned JTS, uh, Jamaica Theological Seminary, which is where we met. And then you mentioned uh-huh. Child, you mentioned C, well, CEF is Child Evangelism yes. Fellowship. Um, yes. So let's go back to Greg, what Gregory said about you always feeling this uh, call. Um, uh-huh. h- how did you get the call into the official call into missions? Well, uh, when I was 14, a missionary uh, in Jamaica, I went, I was invited to, there's a Christian club in high schools that we call Interschools Christian Fellowship, Mm -hmm. ISCF. Mm -hmm. And so when I was 14, I remember uh, meeting a missionary, Jean Denham. She's, she's now, she's deceased, but um, I remember meeting her because she had spoken at the ISCF group meeting. And I always knew in my heart that that was something I could do, mm-hmm. but wasn't too sure because for us in Jamaica, we are a receiving nation, meaning that missionaries come to us, mm-hmm. you know? So it was a little bit far-fetched. One, to be somebody from the third world. Two, um, you know, uh, what should I say? Female from my church, because it was mostly Mm -hmm. male-dominated, 
Yeah, and Gregory can attest to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I, I wasn't too sure. But when I saw her, I was like, oh, my goodness, I really can do this. Mm-hmm. And so that was when it really, I started to really believe that this is something I could do. Mm-hmm. You know, when I met her. Uh-huh. Got it. And how did you uh, decide to go to JTS? All right. Uh, JTS now, I, I, the only seminary I knew of our Bible school, as we call it at that time that I knew of where I could get trained was, um, UTC. I think it's, um, the university, the, the college, the theological college that is attached to the university of the West Indies. But I, I, I didn't want to go there because I knew people who went there mm-hmm. and yeah, let's just yeah leave it there. <laughs> So I wasn't, I wasn't very inspired by them to go there. And, um, yeah. And so I remember I was going to Excelsior Community College at the time because I needed to finish up my A-levels. And by that time I had aged out of high school. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to finish my, my A-levels. And so I went there my final year to do, um, A-levels and, um, they were having a career day mm-hmm. and, there were some students there from the seminary and I was like, wow, because before then I was praying and I was saying to God, okay, because most of my family, my cousins and my friends at the time, they were all looking to go to the university. So Mm -hmm. I said, okay, maybe that is where I need to go. But I had prayed and I'd put a fleece out and um, praying about it. And then I met these students from the seminary and they were having career day and I was the only one there for the entire <laughs> the entire day. I was just so fascinated. Nobody else was interested in going to the seminary. Uh-huh. Everybody else was going to the University of the West Indies booth or the um what's the other one? Um UTEC UTEC University uh-huh. of Technology. Everybody was there, Myco and those places. Yes. And I was the only one and I sat there for the entire day mm-hmm. and I had a project to do at the end of my A-levels, and I did the project on the seminary, and I had to go to the library there a few times, and that was what sealed the deal. Mm -hmm. And I applied to both the University of the West Indies and to um, the seminary, Mm -hmm. and I said, okay, God, whichever application comes through first, and I got accepted um, even before I completed A levels, I got accepted with just my CXC subjects. Mm-hmm. So that was it. That was it. Yeah. Okay. You know. So, question, Trish. So, you know, as a missionary, you know, every time I would think about missionaries, I would think about missionaries when God would send people out, and they would probably go mm-hmm. in difficult areas. Uh, what's your experience as a missionary? You know, and what, what, what? You know, I know this probably be a tough question, but what would be your biggest challenge as a missionary out in the field all right okay all right okay (laughs) uh for me to i'll answer the first question first about um the place uh for me when i was with child evangelism fellowship i lived in brazil for nine months and um that was I would say my, my first real, um, getting my feet wet in terms of missions. And, and it was the first time ever I was 
going away for so long from, from, um, you know, family and church and all of that. I went to Cuba before, but that was like 10 days and Cuba is Jamaica's neighbor. Mm -hmm. And, um, and plus I, I, I did local missions in and around Jamaica, but for me, Brazil was kind of a difficult, um, transition. The language was different and so on. That was my first kind of reality in, in, in terms of missions. And the second place that was really difficult, um, for me, because it was years after that was recently 2019 was in the Philippines. Hmm. Uh, yeah, because wow. yeah, it wow. was, it, it was difficult, but, um, the most struggle I have had, uh, I would say is being on the field is relationship with other missionaries. Yeah, I remember when I was at the seminary, we had a, a, a class and um, the lecturer said that the number one reason that missionaries return home, it's not finances, it's not, it's not um, transition into, into the culture, it's not any of those, it's getting along with other missionaries on the field. And at the time I was like, Okay, th that's strange. I mean, we're all in this kumbaya kind of situation. And that mm -hmm. was my, you know, and then coming from a small church, as you know, Greg, mm -hmm. we were a, a little bit more, more close knit. So I was expecting, you know, but now I, I, I under, I'm understanding more um, why that is. Mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. right. Because it has been my experience. Very difficult. Yeah. We're, we're going to come back to more more of the challenges first you know uh but i wanted to ask what your family's response to your uh, decision to do to pursue missions and evangelism what was that response like oh they didn't care they oh. didn't care okay <laughs> they didn't care because um because they knew the, the thing about it is, is that I've always been the child in my family that mm -hmm. goes against the grain, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, I was the one that when everybody else was putting in their applications for traditional colleges and so on, the seminary. Okay. You know, um, but, but, and, and they've always known me to be somebody like that, who, when I set my mind to something, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to push through and I'm, and I'm, and I'm going to do it. So it wasn't that I got, um, I think they were kind of indifferent mm -hmm. is a word mm -hmm. I'm searching for. Yeah. Okay. I think that was more it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I wanted to ask, okay. So you went to JTS where we met, you spent four years or did you do, you did four, four years. You did, yeah, uh, I did the theology. Uh -huh. Yeah, I did theology. Uh -huh. Okay, so you you did that, and just so everybody knows, we tried to record this uh, a week ago, and there was just terrible feedback on my part. And obviously, I need to learn more about these audio, uh, visual, whatever aids. But um, so we had an, a pre-interview in a way, and so I learned about your transition between JT from JTS to Costa Rica. So you spent some time in Child Evangelism Fellowship. What were some of the the things that you did there? Uh, your responsibilities, and I wanted us to touch briefly on the challenges that you experienced there too. Okay. Okay, my, uh, okay, when I graduated from um, JTS, I think it was six months after I started uh, volunteering, let, let's call it that, with um, Child Evangelism Fellowship. 
let let me say before I get into anything, uh, you know, in terms of answering your question, mm-hmm. that was the best experience I've had so far mm-hmm. in terms of missions. Yeah. Why? Because you were I blessed with a lot of money. No, I, no, oh no! <laughs> I'm trying to be comical. Go ahead. <laughs> no, uh, I, I think I think it because it was my first experience too, and mm-hmm. I was working with children, mm. and that has always been my 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 desire to work with 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 children, mm. and especially um, disadvantaged kids or kids who believe that they they don't have value, mm-hmm. and so that part of me was the, the inner child in me was really satisfied doing that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I left JTS, went into a child evangelism fellowship. I was what we would call the parish supervisor or director for, um, the, the chapter mm-hmm. of child evangelism in St. Thomas. Uh, there were three parishes, I think, that needed a supervisor, Westmoreland, Manchester, and um, St. Thomas. And because I was already familiar with St. Thomas from youth camps, mm-hmm. all, and also it was uh, furthest, it was far from home, but the nearest in case I needed to, yeah. To go back. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, in case I needed to go back. So, yeah. Now, the second part of the question, in Child Evangelism Fellowship, we mostly did evangelism in the schools. So we would have good news clubs. Um, we would have um, VBS, Vacation Bible School. Uh, we would have like party clubs, what they call like a five-day club mm-hmm. in the summer. Uh-huh. That was mostly what we did. We did fundraising. Uh, we would go and make presentation to churches and, you know, encourage them to come on board uh, with us. Uh, what else did we do? There was a lot of administrative work as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also did a lot of, yeah, a lot of correspondence courses with the children in like prep schools and primary schools because that was the main age range, mm-hmm. the elementary school age um, kids from basic or what we would call preschool mm-hmm. into kindergarten to primary or elementary school that was mainly what i did what you did well i was telling you before too that um child evangelism fellowship used to be in our uh elementary school i don't know if you have that you had that greg um people coming in to witness the kids and and do evangelism in, do you remember in, doing, having in, that in, in kingston in, you know well i went to a catholic school so oh you know okay. it's probably okay. a little it's bit different, different. Mm. you know mm. I, I my all my teachers you know was were were nuns and mm. my principal was a nun and okay. stuff so yeah okay well i went to public school and we used to have that and that was uh amazing for me i always loved the bible stories and i loved when the missionaries came in we didn't call them that but that's what they were um but but yeah. you mentioned earlier that you the challenges, yes, I, yeah. I don't think I answered that part. Okay, I was actually, yes, because I was going to ask you about the stipend. You said you got a stipend, right, when you were working yes. there. How did you survive on that? Uh, you know, it was it was pretty difficult, but there were, t- I, I, you know, I, when people ask me, I can't, I, all I can say is, and it, it sounds like a rudimentary answer, mm-hmm. but it's only God. Mm-hmm. And um, the last time I can remember was sharing with you um, this, this, particular instance stood out in my mind uh, I needed at the time monthly I think we were I don't remember what the stipend was but I know it was just enough to pay back the student loan because I was paying like maybe $1,500 1500 
Jamaican dollars at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And um, it became due. Mm-hmm. And then the due date passed. And I was like, okay, God, uh, <laughs> you know, what is happening? And the stipend, we we would usually get the stipend like at the end of the month, like the last day of the month. Right. Because what usually happened is when people get their pay like the 25th and they're supporting CEF, we would normally get our stipend after people get paid the 25th. Okay. So um, it was re- it was late. And then the due date came mm-hmm. and went. I was like, okay, God, what is happening? And it it was the I think I think it was the day before because you get like a grace period to mm-hmm. pay before they start charging you like a late fee. Mm-hmm. And I think it was that I think it was the last day. So I was walking on the road and I I it's like a voice they looked down and I looked down and I saw like five hundred dollars you know like rolled up on the ground mm-hmm. and I took it off and it was exactly fifteen hundred dollars to pay the student loan Whoa. and. And right across the road, like the money was on the pedestrian crossing. Yes. And right across the road was the bank. So I just <laughs> went in <laughs> and paid that money. Nice. And I was like, okay, God, thank you. Nice. And yeah. God has done d- different things like that, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. You, you also told the story about the, the pot on the fire. The pot. Oh, yes, the uh-huh. soup. Oh, yes. <laughs> the soup. <laughs> now, in Jamaica usually Saturday is soup day, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's gungo pea soup, <laughs> chicken food soup, whatever. Now, I wanted soup. I just fell for some soup. And I said, God, I'm going to put my pot on the fire because I remember, Greg, I don't know if you can remember Sister Smith and those mm-hmm. older ladies in church. I used to say how they used to give testimony about them oh, putting yes. on the pot on yes, fire yes. and the Lord provided. So yes. I said, okay, God, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. Going <laughs> I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. So I didn't have anything to make the soup. I think the only thing I had was some, um, you know, the chicken noodle thing. The, mm-hmm. um, the soup, in the the soup mix. Yeah. I think that was the only, yes, I yeah. think that was the only thing I had. So I put the pot on. I said, I'm not going to put the, the, noodle, the, the, the noodle thing in there yet because that is the last part right. to season mm-hmm. the pot. Right. So I said, okay, God, I want some soup. So I prayed, put the pot on, the water boil up, <laughs> almost boil out, <laughs> no, no soup. I said, all right, God. So I turned off the stove <laughs> and I started to kind of lose faith, you know. And then night coming in, I said, God, I really want the soup. <laughs> and I heard a knock on my door. It was my neighbor said that she went to look for her father who owns a farm. Uh-huh. And went and she said, um, Miss Trish, Auntie Trish, look here. I have this bag. It's a whole leap. Like me and the children can't eat so much. Uh-huh. And um, she was a single mom of three kids. Uh-huh. And um, I'm, I'm looking at her strange because I'm thinking, okay, you can keep this till another time. When I look in the bag, I see pumpkin, half a pumpkin, and it's a nice yellow pumpkin, uh-huh. you know, those orange, yes, nice pumpkins. Yes. I see pumpkin, dashin, cocoa, everything. The only thing that was not in the soup was the meat. So I said, God, man, maybe I should have been specific <laughs> and asked her what kind of meat I wanted in the soup. Uh-huh. But let me tell you, I drink that soup, you see? I was so happy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. God so provides. those are some of the things that God does, you know? Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Wow, Wonderful. Wow. And it, it seems it seems like, you know, like missionaries especially have 
to trust God even more because you know when you think about missionaries, it's not like you 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 have a job or you have the yeah. most of the time missionaries don't have work and they have to depend on God to provide or sometimes this provision have to come through you know um you know um contributions and stuff like that and yeah you, you yeah. Know, most of the time you have to ex- exercise even more faith to to su- mm-hmm. to survive um, yeah. So how how so how is it how so how was you know like some of I mean I've I've heard like you know th- these stories and stuff but the other thing that I really want to ask you like I know that you had these skills as a a, a, a drama teacher and um, mm. you know and <laughs> you know and, and and you were always good and you always had the youth around you um, Trish lost all of this. <laughs> Uh, no. When I was in um, CEF, I know I had a lot of like sign language groups and I did sign language at, at JTS at the seminary because it was something that I, I, I figured I needed to, to learn to be like to be on the mission field. So I wanted that skill. So I had um, learned that for the whole time. Uh, and when I went to Brazil... You know, I I would do the drama as well. I think the least I'm doing it is right now. Okay. Yeah, hmm. because um, yeah, the, yeah, I wasn't, I, I I haven't lost it. It's just that I'm not practice practicing it as much as I used to. As before. Mm, yeah, got it. And, and because you know, I could tell you that because I was a beneficiary, you know, of of your drama group yes. and, and you know I, I, I and, and, and I, I would tell Tanisha the story all the time that you know as an inner city youth coming to church and not you know you know I, you know Jamaica we always say the bossy people um, you know like um, you know you know like I I always see those who were well learned or you know because I was church had uh you know was really big on education and people were always yeah. big on their CXC and going to universities and stuff and uh, as yeah. a as a child from the ghetto coming into church loving on God I just always felt out of place but you were always the person to like never make me felt out of place and like yeah. you know pull pull me in and give me a chance to be a part you know, to fit into church life, you know, um, yeah. you know, and, and I don't know if part of your mission work is when you're out there is helping those to still fit into, you know, church life. Those who maybe see yeah. themselves as mis- misfits. Yeah. Yeah. I guess because I saw myself like that, because like I struggled a lot in school. I struggled a lot in school, a lot, a lot. And so, you know, my cousins, I've, you know them, Greg, you know, you know, it's a university yeah. and whatnot and all of that. Right. I struggled a lot in school. And so um, I think I think it's something that that is also God given, you know, um, to rescue those kids and to let them feel valued, because that is very even now it is still very important to me and and it's something that i i really especially in recent time i've really been praying into and asking god god like those days i want to go back to those days because kids out there they're hurting they feel like you know even more than when i was growing up Mm -hmm. you know and that has always been my heart 
you know, I loved my young people. I loved, love, and I was like maybe a few years, not much older than them, <laughs> you know? So I love doing it. And I always think of those earlier days at a church um, with fondness. And I, it's something I really want to get back into. I really, really want to get back into it. Yeah. Right, right. Trish, why did you feel like a misfit when you were growing up? Yeah, so I didn't really feel accepted. I grew up with my with my aunt and my uncle, mm-hmm. and um, f- for me, education was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And 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 Greg alluded to it. It was a big deal in my family, and so because I was, I didn't catch on quickly, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of the academics. And then my aunt, being a teacher, we were we were really pushed mm-hmm. you know and 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 so for me i don't think i was necessarily understood or or received much patience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in 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 terms of that i think and so for me that was maybe why i gravitated so much towards um maybe children who saw themselves in a similar way like i did mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think i think too a big part of it is like god i think put that in my heart as well absolutely um, yeah because you know my aunt and my uncle did the best um that they could and they i wouldn't necessarily say that they contributed to to me deliberately contributed to the way I was feeling, sure. but it just, ha- it just happened, happened, you know? Yeah. That was how I was just feeling. Yeah. Uh, how do you think that is your, your experience is informing your parenting and, and, and let me touch on the work you're doing now in Costa Rica, because you, you can talk a m- more about that when you answer the question too, because you are running a, a school. Yeah. Okay. For me, uh, hmm. Yeah, that informs my parenting in that one of the things that I want to make sure with Aziki, that's the name of my son, mm-hmm. with Aziki, is that he's loved. Mm-hmm. And not just, not just, because um, I grew up in the era of children should be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. And so um, for me, I want him to know that he has a voice and I want him to know verbally and also um, showing him mm-hmm. emotionally that he's loved and that he's accepted and that he's valued. Yes. And and so because I did not receive that verbally, um, I, I I think for me I want him to know that, and most importantly I want him to know that he has a voice. Mm-hmm. As young mm-hmm. as he is, he has a voice and he can speak of course respectfully mm-hmm. and let his voice be heard mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um moving now into the second part of the question i yeah i the, the thing is when you are <laughs> when you're in a culture that speaks another language the education system is taught is it's in spanish mm-hmm. um and so uh i i needed for Azikit to be in school mm-hmm. because I think too, because of how I grew up and education being so important, um, you know, I said he needs to be in school. So looking for a bilingual school, because I also want him to learn Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, you know, um, being in a bilingual, being in a bilingual school really helped him. But the school that I was led to was $400 a month. U.S.? And I could not. Yeah, U.S. Oh, wow. 
I could not afford that. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a missionary. I mm -hmm. cannot afford that. And so I had met with the principal and he said, okay, being that you're a missionary, we will reduce it to 300. Now I still could not find <laughs> $300 a month. Yes. Was a bit much for me still. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so anyway, I said, okay, God, I'm going to ask, I'm going to put out, you know, I'm out there to raise the support for people to come on and join me specifically in Aziki's education. Mm -hmm. One person responded. Mm. One. And I said, okay, God. And I remember I was lying in the bed and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, God, you say that our children will be taught of the Lord. I'm working for you, mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm, you know, and so Aziki is your child. So, you know, and the Lord said, why don't you use what you have? And I was like, what? Use what I have. And because I was in the education system in Jamaica as a guidance counselor for 15 years, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I also was trained at the seminary after I had graduated years after I had gone to do a diploma in teaching. Mm. So I was like, okay. And so that was how the school that I'm, that I have now um, was founded, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and Aziki was my first student. And now I have, I, previously I had five, but now this new school year, this past September, I have three. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Got it. So yeah. now you, you're, you're the only teacher and you have three students. Yes. Right now I'm the only teacher. Okay. Uh -huh. so I'm teaching everything. Everything. Okay. So <laughs> math, English, Do, how is your Spanish and how is Aziki's Spanish? We are not totally fluent. We can't help ourselves. Okay. We are not totally fluent, yeah. but we're getting there. Okay. Uh -huh. Got it. Got it. Aziki is much better than me. I'm His sure. accent is on point. Oh, Mine look at you. Is mixed with the Patuan yeah. English and everything in between. <laughs> Yo, these kids, they catch on really, really quickly, much quicker uh, than yeah. we will. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's more natural yeah. for them. Um, at this stage of your life, Trish, what, what lessons are you learning? from your challenges? Yeah. Uh, God, what, the first thing, and it, it, as I said, it sounds very simple, but for me, God is faithful. Mm -hmm. God is faithful. And um, worrying gets us nowhere, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I think that, I, I think that's the main thing for me. It's, it's, it's learning to, Relax in the stillness. And, you know, for me, for me, I'm thinking, okay, the promises of God, especially when it comes to provision, because that is always my, my main concern, mm -hmm, provision, mm -hmm, provision, mm -hmm. provision. And if God made, God made you a promise, he says, he is Jehovah Jireh, your mm -hmm, provider. Mm -hmm. And if God made you a promise, go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And that is what I'm practicing. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that is what I'm practicing. Yes, yes. Not easy. No. You know, but <laughs> yes. You, so yeah. if, if, if you could think about uh, some things or thing that was important to you 10 years ago and is no longer important, what, what would some of those things be in terms of important in terms of uh, ministry or being a Christian what are some things you think back in the day? Oh my goodness, definitely important. But now you're like, no. Ah, uh, for me, okay. Keeping up with friends mm -hmm. and the successes mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. friends and what the world says mm -hmm. is its success. Mm -hmm. The definition of success. Mm -hmm. It's not that important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it, 
for me, it's now more, more, more important uh, in, in terms of what legacy, what, what legacy mm. can I leave mm-hmm. for my child in terms of his relationship with God? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and it, it, listen, I, 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 no, no, I'm not saying that people should follow me in doing this, but I was like, okay, God, education is not all that mm-hmm. as how people say it is. Mm-hmm, For mm-hmm. me, he can read. Yes. He can write. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's not very important. Like the passing of the exams mm-hmm. and the, the, the pressuring to, to, to get going and to be, be on top like the other kids mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. you know the rat race it's, mm-hmm. it's not that important mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah got it trish as we wind down what what would you like your contribution to the kingdom to be what would you like your contribution to the kingdom to be i'm not sure if i'm wording that right but what's what's the legacy you want to leave you may have hinted uh, at that before not sure your kingdom legacy for me, I want to be remembered as somebody who obeyed God mm-hmm. in spite of mm-hmm. obeyed God. Yeah. And and for me, it's very important for Ezekiel to have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know, some people talk about the legacy of of their their their, their kids in terms of um a house, a mm-hmm. car, mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, generational generational wealth. Mm-hmm. For me. It, it must be spiritual wealth. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and, and that is why I'm, I'm so pushing for God to really open the doors that I can be more of a, a help to, to children who really, really, really don't feel valued in this world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is something I want to leave behind. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Like, like Gregory, when he remembers, you know, um, how I how I really pushed him and encouraged him and mm-hmm. and was just there. Mm-hmm. I want to be remembered in that way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even now. Well, and and not just you, Greg. There are others in the drama group who have course, said that. And I was course. like, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> so that for me is so mm-hmm. important. Good, good, yeah, good. Yeah. I have one more question. I don't know if Gregory has one, but um. What, what Bible verse are you meditating on right now that you'd like to share with us? Which one or ones that you go, you go back to or anything that's keeping you now? Keep, um, <clears throat> keeping you sane, encouraged. <laughs> Exodus 14, verse 14. Mm-hmm. I think it says, it, it says, um, stand still and see the salvation of your God. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and for me, it's not just about like relationships with people or, um, for me, it's everything. Mm-hmm. The song that says, be still and know that I am God. Yes. That's, that's what I'm reflecting on. So with everything that is happening around, just stand still and see the salvation of your God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. I think. For, yeah. 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 So Trish, you know, as we wrap up, um, how can people reach out to you and hear more about your ministry and uh, contact you or even to support you? How can, you know, we, you know, they could reach out to you and, and, and support what you're doing over there? Okay, well, um, 
I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I'm on all the social media stuff. Um, also, I, I, I send out a newsletter every three months. Uh, you want me to give like my handles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please. We'll also As list them in the show notes. Yeah. If you don't remember them, no, Trish, no worries. Just, you could yeah. text text them to, to me if you haven't already. Okay. I feel like you have. You may have. But if you haven't, then text yeah. them if you can't remember. And I'll put them in the show notes. Yeah, but if people... Hold on one second, Trish. Sure. The same question that Gregory did? No, no, yeah, the, the, the support question? Yeah. Okay. And the answer. Okay, okay. okay. You'll edit. Okay. It t- time is going to... All right, so go ahead and ask it again. <laughs> the, the Zoom, the, the Google Media. Uh, so, so Trish, so, so tell me, how can people reach you um, to support your ministry? And um, yeah, basically, how can we um, reach you to support your ministry? Okay, the main, the main support uh, is, is through what we call in YWAM Mission Enablers. International or MEI, and um, it's um, I have a designation code. It's Trisha Shakespeare, and my designation code is TG three six nine six. That's the main way that people can support, and um, it's also tax deductible in the United States. Yes. Okay. Very good. Uh, also, I'm on Facebook, Trish Shakes T R I S H S H A K E S. That's Facebook. I'm on Instagram as Trisha.Vivine. Um, I am on what else? What else is there? I don't think there's anything else. <laughs> okay. Yeah, whatever else is there, we'll put it in the show notes. And yeah. Trish, we probably can do an, an entire episode on your, your last name. That's a very distinguished last name, Shakespeare. So yeah. um, yes. you know, the, it should be easy to find you too. And that's why I'm into acting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you yeah. go. Well, Trish, thank you so much for redoing this um, this episode uh, or this podcast, oh, whatever. Yes, thank you so much, and um, God bless you. And thank it you was for good to have Greg this time. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. absolutely. It was a pleasure. Yeah, making it more personal. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Trish, and we'll be in touch. Bye bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that this episode encourages you to do whatever the Lord is calling you to. This is Tanisha. See you in the next episode. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at urbanfreshgardens.com. We can't wait to connect with you.